Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Top 5 of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. And joining me, as always, I guess now, I'm just replacing Dale, is John Chapman. What's up, John? John, I need to talk to you. You motorboat son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. It's not a total loss. I mean, so let's just be honest. Um, I'm glad to be here, but Dale's not here, so you're welcome to our listening audience. Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Quality uh, upgrade, I think, would be the the word you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Upgrade in some it. respects. Some respects. Maybe yeah. not a corny jokes but i can work on that i am a dad so i can uh step up my level there man that makes a lot of sense you guys do bring the same dad energy (sighs) yeah 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 all right as i actively do what john hates for me to do which is eat or drink while i'm doing the podcast i'm sorry i started with a dry throat out of you know poor practice i guess uh, only been doing this for a couple hundred episodes now. Yeah, just a couple. But I'm excited about today's episode. This is going to be Get to Know Brito. Um, we are going to be going over fantasy football ranks and tiers. Brito has just updated all of his. So it's going to be very running back heavy there. But also sprinkled in a lot of Get to Know You, Brito, with top five lists. And Brito yes. is weird. Um, he goes backwards to frontwards in lists and lovemaking. I do count so, those. Yes. And lovemaking. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. So let's start it off, man. Uh, We're going to get into some news and stuff, but I wanted to just prep this episode with top five favorite players to watch in the NFL, Brito. Starting with number five, go at it, brother. Okay. Just quick explanation. Top five is something that I do with my family. I do with my nephew. Top five. We'll just randomly, you know, hey, wow, these fries are amazing. Are they top five, though? And then we'll rank our top five. So I've been doing this around Dale and John, and now I think it's a good time, like John mentioned, to incorporate rankings like we do with fantasy, but with real life. Um, And yeah, top five players I enjoy watching. It's all going to be offense heavy, John. I'm going to start with number five. Uh, Obviously, we had some off-the-field issues, but on the field, number five, Kareem Hunt. Because he can do it all. He can do it all. He can run. He can catch. He can kick. He can do whatever you ask him to do on the football field. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. And I love you for it. Um. Number four, Antonio Brown. (laughs) Because it's just so smooth. Everything he does is perfection. Um, He is not an elite body type and yet he goes out and is an elite wide receiver because he's just so precise with everything he does that it's it's marvelous to watch here's uh, real quick i'm going to stop you and this is what we do we never really finish top five lists because we're children and get distracted Mm -hmm. last year he led the nfl with most interceptions when targeted with nine do you think that number goes up or down with Derek carr um, I don't think it, I think it goes down. I don't think it can go up. I mean, that yeah. that's a lot of interceptions. It goes down. I think uh, a lot of times they try to force him the ball, even when he's not open because he can get open. Um, as he ages, that might get a little worse and people will start to not do that as much. And I don't think Derek Carr, uh, believes in himself as much as big Ben does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great statement. I don't think anybody believes in themselves as much as Big Ben in the bathroom. But uh, number three, go ahead. Wow. 
Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, oh, damn it. Russell Westbrook definitely believes in himself. True. More than Big Ben does. Just throwing that out there. I don't know why I went. I said Wilson. Uh, probably because he's coming up on my list at number three, Russell Wilson. Oh, why? You like to watch um, him hand the ball off? <clears throat> wow. No, not in the Super Bowl. Um, I think after after the snap, right? So I, I Peyton Manning was probably the best pre-snap quarterback in in NFL history. I think Russell Wilson is probably the best post-snap quarterback in NFL history. He does so much at in the moment, and it's so much just kind of crafting and making plays out of nothing that it's amazing to watch. Um, again, you, you take a guy that, uh, for a couple of different reasons, maybe shouldn't even have been a starting quarterback in the NFL, and has just made that um, made that team. Um, you know, be in contention a lot of times when they shouldn't be. I think Russell Wilson is awesome to watch. Never missed a game. He is legit for sure. He's made the playoffs every year. He's been the starter. And number two. I, I'm going to do a slash at number two just because I wanted to put speedy wide receiver but couldn't pick who. So I'm going to go Juju slash Tyreek. Um, but I'm going to give it to Juju because they let's, let's, uh, let's uh, remove <laughs> – any more people with character issues from the list. So let's keep Juju because I think I want to incorporate off the field. And I think uh, Juju does a good job of complimenting being awesome on the field and being awesome off the field. Oh, he's hilarious, man. His dog has an Instagram page. I don't follow it, but whatever. And you pay to have his dog come to your party like a ridiculous amount of money. Like he is, he's, he's owning it, man. He's only 22 years old still, which is seems weird and number one i you know this is just kind of i i'm fantasy related and just because it's awesome to watch somebody that can actually do it all and that's alvin kamara i just i like watching the guy play he can do whatever you ask him to do i like it he, he's a lot of fun off the field as well he's hilarious one of those people with a very original voice and opinions um, I like it. Top five list number one is done. Now, before we jump on to your rankings for running backs and tiers, and we're going to break all that down, there's a little bit of news coming out because training camps are, you know, players are reporting and all those things. And we are getting some news trickling out about players that are going to be put on the pup list. Uh, three prominent names, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and then I guess four now, Sony Michelle. These just happened within the last five minutes. Brito, um, are you scared about any of these names? I'm going to throw out, you know, I, initially it scared me uh, for Sony Michelle, but then I realized the Patriots basically put everybody as questionable, which, I mean, not anymore, but uh, they used to put everybody as questionable regardless of whether they were practicing all damn week and were perfectly fine. Um, I don't trust that. I, I think Sonny Michelle will be fine. Um, J.J. Watt, if I was a Houston fan, I would be a little bit concerned about just because he has been hampered by injuries over the past couple seasons. Um, and who were the other two names that you mentioned? Demarius Thomas, which wasn't really a shocker if he plays right. at all this year. Right. Um, <laughs> would be a shocker. And then DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is a little interesting, right? You were talking about a, either the number one or number two receiver for almost everyone in, in terms of rankings. Actually, I, I don't think there's anybody that has them outside of their top three in consensus rankings, um, if I'm not mistaken. So if he is somebody that is hampered through training camp, it's definitely something that might be alarming and you got to pay attention to, but... I think he's going to be fine. Consensus number one wide receiver, um, and yeah, I, pretty much almost every single ranker has him one or two from what yeah. I'm at. I, I have him number one, and I'm not too worried about him. It's a shoulder issue. Mm -hmm. um, he played through it in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with wide receivers and running backs, you're a little bit more alarmed at lower body injuries, especially knees or uh, Achilles, ankles, things like that. So not too worried about this. And one thing that I do want to say, you know, the pup list, it, there's two different pup lists. There's the preseason training camp pup list, which basically means you're missing one practice. 
you can activate a player the very next day at no penalty whatsoever. However, after the initial 53-man rosters come out after the fourth week of the preseason, then pup list is huge. That means you miss six weeks no matter what. So understand. I wish they changed the designation because it means absolutely nothing to be on a pup list now. However, when the 53-man rosters come out, then it's huge. So uh, just take a deep breath. You'll see a lot of things ticking across the bottom of your TV. Don't knee-jerk reaction. It's not a big deal. So just, just kind of chill out a little bit. Just chill out. All right, let's do this. Brito, you ready? All right, let's do Explain it. Explain to me, starting off, we're going to focus on running backs. Talk to me about when you're creating your tiers, what is the thought process? And we'll start with the top tier, which you only have three guys in, but uh, which I, I'm scratching my head over here. Because you you're think good there at should this. be a fourth, right? I, I, I think there's four, man, maybe five. So go ahead and help me understand. Okay, so you can't let everybody into the elite tier, okay? That's number one. I, I think uh, I think we need to make sure that uh, that's that's uh, that's known. Okay, but in my top three, that's my first tier. I have Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and Ezekiel Elliott. Those are my three. Uh, those are the guys that I will not blame you if you take any of those guys at number one. Um, I think you're talking about safety and floor with obviously the upside that any of those guys can finish the season as the number one running back. Um, as you start shifting more towards PPR and less towards standard, I'm leaning more heavily towards Barkley and Kamara. Uh, if it's more towards standard, then I like Zeke a little more. So any of those three guys in a half PPR, I have it Barkley, Kamara, and Elliott, and those are my three, and I don't care which one you take. I'm very happy with it. So let me ask you this. The, all the Zeke news, he, supposedly he just booked a trip to leave the country on vacation as the majority of Cowboys are about to report for camp. He's got the rumors out there that he might hold out. He wants a new contract. Does this go into your calculations at all with – What's going on with Zeke? Because there's a lot of question marks there. I, you know, I do feel like his contract situation as well as Dak's contract situation will both be resolved. Um, come, you know, come the season start. Uh, it does worry me a little bit in terms of just practice and training camp. But if there's a position that you can kind of plug in without needing as much preparation as others, it's running back. If he was a quarterback. I would be a little bit more concerned if he, you know, if he if he was a wide receiver, I'd be a little more concerned. But um, I am not worried about Zeke right now. Okay, is there a situation that could take place to where you'd be like, okay, now I need to adjust my ranks if he comes out and says a certain thing, or yes, if it if it if it happens where he says something like Bell said last year. Oh, I'm not going to report, and things start to come out that you know in that sort of way, then it it's very different obviously okay here's another question i have because you have these guys in separate tiers your top three let's say you're drafting and saquon kamara and zeke are gone you have the fourth pick overall do you dip into your second tier of running backs or is that the point where you're saying you know what i'd much rather go with a top tier at another position somebody like Devonte adams or deandre hopkins or do you stay uh, with this position just because it's so valuable so i had this situation arise uh earlier this summer um and you can go one way or the other personally i typically tend to try to balance out tiers um so i went with hopkins at wow. the four spot yeah. I, I don't mind that one of my favorite spots to pick from is the five spot because my top tier of running backs i have christian mccaffrey included in that top tier and then i have hopkins next so if i'm picking five if i could pick where to pick i'm taking five because i'm going to get one of those top rbs or the top wide receiver and just whoever falls kind of take right. the guessing out of it my but. my favorite spot to pick is the last pick in a tier that's that's still there so you know, you have a situation where in the first three picks, you know, one of those three guys didn't go uh, and say McCaffrey went or Gordon went or Connor went instead. 
and then you did have a couple wide receivers go, and then I get, you know, Alvin Kamara at the seven, something like that. That those situations have arised before, and that's that's my favorite when you still got one guy left in the tier and you get him. And that's kind of why tiers are important is you want to be that person that's getting, you know, the last guy available in tier one before you start tier two or, you know, and so I I think that's a very valid question that you made there, John, especially in comparing tiers. Yeah, I like to kind of get my top tiers first, even if it's at different positions, running back or wide receiver. And like I mentioned in in, in yesterday's pod, I, I do like to kind of round out those first couple rounds with a running back and a wide receiver so I can go either way um, with my picks but I do like to have one and the other if possible and you heard it here first Christian can go either way with picks or with genders now um, moving on to tier two and we're looking at fantasy pros consensus ranks which it has like the top 73 rankers which Brito is a part of Uh, tip of the hat to you good sir um, now, you are the highest of all 73 rankers um, on this next player, James Conner. You have number four overall as a running back atop the list of Tier 2. What the hell, man? Explain to us what's what you know that other people don't know about James Conner. Uh, it's Le'Veon Bell Volume 2. I, hmm. I, I don't get the... I mean, we literally just saw James Conner do it last year. Why are people suddenly shying away from James Conner? That's that's all I have to say. Like, what's the reason to not have James Conner as a top five running back? It's as it's as simple as that. We literally saw him be just as good, if not better, than Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, so, he he crushed it, man. And he's he the finished, only person yeah. in the top seven that played 13 games. Everybody else played more games than he did that finished at that spot. If he did finish, you know, he was averaging 21.5 points per game. Um, yeah, if he would have played three more games, you're putting him up top three. Top three. He was number six last year playing 13 games. Um, again, he, he looked just as good as Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think they found the perfect replacement for him. That offense uh, obviously lost two key pieces and yet replaced them with two pieces that I think are just as good, which is amazing. I like it. Okay, uh, walk us through the rest of your second tier. And, you know, you have Christian McCaffrey out of the top tier, which uh, breaks my heart. I love Christian McCaffrey this season just because of the volume and the passing, and um, I, I just love it. So explain to me why Christian's in this tier, and then walk us through the rest. That's a good question, and I don't know uh, if I have a super valid answer for you as to why he doesn't belong in that first tier. Um, he does have a very solid floor. He does have a lot of upside. I think there's a lot to do with that offense with some, you know, especially what we saw sometimes where we we see some of these goal line carries, not necessarily just go to Cam Newton, but go to other guys that aren't McCaffrey. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of a capped upside sometimes with him. Um, but he's a guy that if you're in a full PPR, I think does deserve, again, this, this is a half PPR uh, draft ranking, does deserve consideration for that top tier to be within that conversation with Barkley and Kamara. Um, the more you progress towards a standard league, the less I believe he deserves to be in that conversation. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. It just, gosh, that guy was a league winner last year. Um, I, I love him. I love him. And I don't know, have you watched All or Nothing yet? I already finished the whole season, which is... Oosh. In a day, right? Yeah, I did. I have not. I have not. It is absolutely yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, I eat it up. Um, so I, it's very entertaining to me. Uh, McCaffrey's personality didn't really come out. Is focused mostly on Cam Newton and some of the coaches, but uh, still very very entertaining. Now here we go. Before we finish, uh, no, let's finish out top two, and then we've got I, I did, another top five. I have a list. question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, earlier this off season, the Panthers mentioned that they wanted to potentially reduce McCaffrey's workload. That's bullshit, right? Yeah, who are they going to give it to? Jordan Scarlett? Yeah, I thought um, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
No, there's. I can understand the idea behind it, and maybe you put Curtis Samuel back there. Uh, there. There's a couple options that you can do, but make no qualms. Whenever the game was on the line, which the Panthers play everybody close because of their defense, um, just the way that they are, that's just the way they're built. Uh, you know, one of the stats that they gave every single six, all 16 games last year came down, uh, were never past one possession going into the fourth quarter so every single game was very very close for them and they're not going to be the type of team that's going to rest their starters because they're not that good of a team you know you're talking somebody that's 10 and 6 best case scenario they're in a very tough division um worst case seven and nine they're going to be involved all the way through the season so he is going to get his he's been able to maintain the volume all the way back through high school college right. all those things he hasn't faced injuries he's been able to handle immense workloads um he's going to be the guy he's going to be the guy there all right I, I i think it's a fair question just because of how much work and how much of the time he was on the field last year uh, more he was on the field more than any other running back in the nfl last year um just because like you mentioned they were always in the games and um, McCaffrey is a guy that it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're in the game or not he's going to be on the field just because he can do a little bit of everything and he can he's he's not a, a kind a kind of guy that's going to be game scripted out right um, you know because he can catch the ball so well so um, I, I yeah I'm not concerned about it but again if they did do that he his production came off of volume of how much he was on the field I right. think so if if it would worry me if that was actually to come to fruition after the first couple games and instead of being on the field, you know, 91% of the snaps, which he was, if he's on the field, 85% of the snaps, 82% of the snaps, like a, like another NFL running back, then it, yeah, that would significantly hurt his production. Okay, I'm going to call timeout. I'm ready to get pissed off by another list from Brito. What was wrong Top- with my first list? Um, I don't remember. Top five. You ready for this? This is, is mm-hmm. going to be good. Top five musical artists all time. So they can be dead. So Paul Walker is included in this. Do it. Top five musical artists of all time. Okay, quick question. Um, are we going like who I think deserves to be there or like yeah, this who your is list. my personal this is, favorite? This is who you believe. So like starting at five because you're weird. Um, who should be on this list according to you? Screw the world, man. You just go full burrito. Okay. All right, I'm going to go full burrito. I'm going to piss off the world right off the bat. Kanye West, number five. I'm okay with uh, that. And the reason being is not just because of rapping. I think it's a little bit of everything. We're talking about a guy who broke into the music industry on his own. He makes his own beats. He produces his own songs. He produces a lot of other people's music. Um, and has my favorite album of all time, my, my second favorite album of all time. So, which one is that? Uh, graduation. Okay, man, kids see ghosts. I freaking I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Anyway, number four. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go with um somebody, another current artist that I've been listening to a lot, and I Billie think. Eilish? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> it's not much better. <laughs> I'm gonna get judged pretty hard for this. Ed Sheeran. Ah. Um, I think has a global kind of impact in the same way that like Adele does, um, but is a little more my vibe. So, and I just can't stop bumping the new, uh, the new album. So and I wonder how many listeners we just lost. Yeah. Um, I actually like Ed Sheeran. I think he's talented. He was on game of Thrones. So, you know, he's gotta be amazing. Yep. Number three, uh, number three, uh, because it has my favorite album of all time. In Stadium Arcadium, I'm going to go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hmm. Interesting. I've never been the biggest Chili Peppers fan. I've always, like, if they come on the radio, I don't change it. I don't go buy their album. Does that make sense? Uh, Am I yeah. wrong on this? No, it. it's, you're not wrong. Um, but it's but all good. It's all, every song they do is good. They're definitely the kind of artist that, uh, that I can't stop listening to once I get like an album on and it's just, it's just going. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling 
with wine cutting names in out of this list right now. It's a, it's tough, man. We should have went with a more specific genre, but that's okay because all the hate will be directed to you. Number two, go burrito. Oh man, I feel like I'm gonna get judged really hard no matter what name I say on the list. Yep. Um. Yikes! I'm gonna go with oof Coldplay. That's my Whoa. number two. Whoa. Yeah. Man, is our sponsor Kotex this week? Yeah, it's I <laughs> Yikes. And then let's just move to my number one. Um and I'm this one I'm just it's it goes out to fans and just musical impact. I was gonna go Eminem, but I'm I, I I'm trying to think impact uh for number one. Uh I'm gonna go Michael Jackson. Oh. I think is the number one musical artist of all time. Impact, yeah. Um just because we're talking about people impacted by music, we're talking about a career long uh, from childhood all the way through adulthood. Um, we're talking about, you know, not just music, but the popularity outside of that actually being an icon. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, with Michael Jackson, number one. If I could I, redo my... my order real quick, I would uh, shift Chili Peppers to two. Kanye to three and Coldplay to five. It's not bad off of the like front of your head, but yeah, you missed some very quality people. But I, I, I gotta say, I saw a Michael Jackson concert when I was five years old in Dallas. My mom took me to see Thriller, and I had nightmares forever. Not because I had a backstage pass and he touched me, but just because it was so realistic. All right, name one person that should have been on the list that wasn't. Rolling Stones. I'm not a Stones fan. Dude, I love me some Rolling Stones. Yeah, I, you, could, you could say the Beatles' musical impact eh. uh, is better than most, but I, that's why I put Michael Jackson in there because I think the musical impact is as big as anyone ever, plus I really enjoy me some MJ songs. Sorry, I need to finish that sentence appropriately before there. John makes a joke. <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's jump back into our tiers. You've gone over two of the, I think you have seven in this list, six, sorry. Um, let's finish out tier two relatively quickly. You have Melvin Gordon, six, Le'Veon Bell, seven, Todd Gurley, eight, and David Johnson, nine. Walk me through quickly your logic on these four guys. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a guy that belongs in that first tier if it wasn't for some concerns. Uh, honestly, he's been so solid for the last couple seasons. That offense has been pretty damn good, um, and they love giving him the ball anywhere near the red zone, um, especially as you approach the goal line. He just gets so many touchdowns season in, season out. Um, but... I'm actually, I was not concerned as much about uh, Le'Veon Bell's contract situation as I should have been last year, obviously. Um, and now that kind of woke me up a little bit to people actively saying things. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned uh, about his contract situation, which I do think gets resolved. But it does make me a little bit more uncomfortable, you know, having him as my one because, again... I want to mitigate risk, and you're not mitigating risk with a guy who's actively saying, hey, sign me or trade me. Um, but, you know. It, and I will clear this up, too. I want to say there's a big difference between Melvin Gordon's contract situation and Ezekiel Elliott's. Yes. Because Melvin Gordon's in the last year. They've already picked up the fifth-year option. That's what he is in currently. Zeke is not even there. So they have Zeke for another year after this and yep. Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley were drafted in the same year and they already went out and paid Todd Gurley so like Zeke is saying I want to be paid two years early like Gurley was and Melvin Gordon saying hey I didn't even hold out last year this is the last year of my deal let's deal let's get paid so there's a big difference Zeke I don't think has especially with his off the field issues has any chance at being extended at all um melvin gordon however does so a little bit of a difference here i think gordon has a little bit more power in holding out than zeke does because if zeke holds out it doesn't count as an accrued season he can't he's going to be in the same situation next year if he holds out so anyway sorry back to you brito um yeah 
And I, I do want to point out just again, double digit touchdowns is pretty much a lock for Melvin Gordon. Uh, last three years, we're talking about uh, 12 total touchdowns, um, 12 total touchdowns, and then last year, 14 touchdowns. So, and that was in 12 games. So, um, I like I like Melvin Gordon quite a bit as long as he stays on the field. Dale is probably unhappy listening to that part of the conversation. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is a amazing talent who is going to be in a weird situation for the Jets, but I think the talent will outshine the the team, hopefully, and I think he'll still be worthy of being a top 10 running back. Todd Gurley, the only concern here is how ready he will be for the start of the season. Is he going to be 70% Todd Gurley, 80% Todd Gurley, or will he be fully himself? Um, and if he is fully himself and you are getting him uh, in the back of the second round, which I think is where he's going right now in ADP, um, middle of the second round, something like that. Um, Let me pull that up here. Uh, so uh, here's my question, though, about Todd Gurley. He's going at the 2.04 pick, number 16 overall, so in the middle of the second round. Let's say they're going to decrease his workload. They've already said that, and let's hold them to their word. But great. let's say Todd Gurley plays all 16 games. However, he's only going to get about 70% of the workload that he got the past few years. Where would you rank him knowing you're getting Todd Gurley for 16 games, but – at a reduced workload. Would you still let's, rank them eight? Let's let's do the math because I think that's already factored in. Okay. I think you're literally already factoring that in because we're talking about a guy who in 2017 had over 2,000 total yards and 19 touchdowns. He had 21 touchdowns last year in 14 games. Um, I think even if you get 70% Todd Gurley, he's still a top three back. Yeah. So would you move him up to tier one then, knowing that? Would you put him ahead of Zeke or behind Zeke still? It, if Okay. If Todd Gurley was healthy and there was no concerns about his health, he's running back one, maybe two, right? Okay. I I don't I don't think there's a question about that. Look at his look at his production over the last two seasons. We're talking about twenty one touchdowns in fourteen games last year. We're talking about another season of 1,800 yards. That's absurd <laughs> numbers. That's a lot. In 14 games. So, yeah, we, it, he would be the clear-cut, in my mind, if he if he was, everybody had no concerns about his health, he would be clear-cut number one. And I've already drafted him. In, Even with the workload decrease? Uh, no, no, no. If he, yeah, it, it if he's not getting he, the volume, even if he is 100% healthy. He's not going to get the same volume. I agree. I agree. But I don't think... Ah, man. How many carries he had last year? 256. Um, I don't think that's unrealistic over a full 16 games to get 250 again. Hmm. I don't think it is. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, just to keep that into context, Christian McCaffrey played all 16 and only had 219 carries. Um, definitely a different workload, even though he got the targets. And this last guy is very important, David Johnson, who I have much higher than you. Um, man, why number nine? Uh, you still have him in the tier two, so I'm fine with that, but why these other guys ahead of him? Yeah, so this is really just based on mitigating the risk because we've seen both sides of David Johnson. He is the Jekyll and Hyde of running backs. Um, and so I'm a little bit concerned because we saw that that shitty 2017. Then we saw a um, more back to normal 2018, I guess. But where did he finish? He finished number nine. And so I kind of just put him where he was last year because there's other guys that I like ahead of him. But I included him in the same tier because I think that if you want to get David Johnson and you believe, hey, this offense is going to be better, we've got some more pieces to it, we've got our quarterback, hopefully, um, 
you know, I if you believe in David Johnson, I don't hate it. And um, having a mobile quarterback is actually usually pretty good for a running back. Yep. Um, so I don't hate it if you like David Johnson, but I'd rather have guys like, for example, James Conner, who I think is safer. I will say this. One thing that's interesting to me, you know, the Cardinals offense last year almost broke an all-time record for the least amount of offensive plays. Uh, absolutely terrible coaching staff slash offensive line. It was just bad. Now they're going to Cliff Kingsbury, who has always been in the top five in the country, you know, out of 120-plus programs on most offensive snaps per game. So the volume is going to shoot up, whether or not they are, you know, I think they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they're losing Patrick Peterson for the first six weeks of the season because they're suspended. Uh, he's suspended. Like this, they're going to have to – <laughs> score 40 points to stay in a game just because it's just the way it's going to be. So the volume will be there. It, people forget his season where he finishes the number one running back, he outscored Todd Gurley in it, the last two seasons where he was you know near the top. Like three years ago, whenever he was number one, it was one of the greatest fantasy seasons of all time. Uh, three top ten finishes out of four years. The only time he didn't finish is when he broke his wrist in week one. Um, I love me some David Johnson. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished as RB1. Uh, that's just kind of where I have them. So before we jump into our next tier, which we're going to speed up a little bit once we get there. Hold I on, just... hold on, hold on. Oh. What, was the, uh, what was the name of the coach that you just said? Cliff Kingsbury? Top five. Yeah, Top five a, names. Oh, I thought you were going to go with attractive males you'd like to have sex with. Uh, MJ. <laughs> Zero pause. Zero pause. I like that. Uh, that fantasy analyst that was at our, oh, fan, yeah. at our draft. Good what was that guy's dude. name? I don't oh, remember. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say it. Never mind. He'll be on my list. And also, you've done one of these lists before, Brito. Um, I've and done I just our top... <laughs> The top most attractive fantasy analyst in football. Yeah, and um, you put a picture of me with no shirt on, and my students have that shit now. So thank you. <laughs> I'll be in the middle of a lecture, and a student will turn around their laptop of me with no shirt on. So I just want to say thanks. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give you top five names. Um, Richard Smasher, I, I'd say. Is just that a because, real person? Yeah, Richard Smasher. Just, you know, because what's another name for Richard? <laughs> uh, of course, there's the ever funny Benjamin Dover, otherwise yes. known as Ben Dover. He's, he deserves to be in the top five. Uh, Jack Goff. Huh. Jack Goff. I like that. We, uh... You, at my very first school I taught at, you were not allowed to wear your jacket inside for some reason. I don't know, whatever. And so we had an older teacher that would just walk down the hallway screaming, Jacket off! Jacket off! Jacket off, please! Like nonstop. And we would just like lose our shit. Um, so anyway, yeah, jack off's a good one. Coming in at number two, Mike Wiener. Bart Simpson would be proud. And uh, I'm going to give you another Mike. Mike. Latoris. I'm surprised you didn't say Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that was a popular joke on this pod before, but that's a that's a uh, what's it called when you're just outside of the top? You're like uh, others receiving votes, kind of thing. Yeah, honorable mention. Honorable mention. That's what yeah, I was looking for. All right. So before we jump forward to the next tier, I want to take a break and just say thank you to our sponsors, Fantasy Go. Um, we do, we work with a lot of companies that are legit. If you are into the fantasy community, obviously, are you listening to this? Fantasy Go is amazing. Not only is the owner a really cool stand-up guy, but if you need help with your fantasy lineups, whether that's draft, uh, how to set your lineups, trades, any of that stuff, you can go to Fantasy Go. You can pick your analyst or expert that you want help with. And they can help you with whatever you want. Uh, you pay a small fee. They step in and help you out. And again, it's very similar to the idea of Airbnb or Uber because you get to pick the person you get help from. Um, I know Brito's on there. Myself is on there as well. And if you want to do the flip side of that and you want to be one of the ones that help other people, 
you can go sign up as an analyst. Uh, it's very easy to do. It doesn't take very long at all. And then people can select you to help them out with their fantasy needs. So as we get closer and, you know, training camp starts just in a couple days, it's already started for a few teams. It's fantasy time. Um, so if you have not already head over to fantasy go make sure you sign up and check out that website because it is absolutely incredible great way to make some money or improve your fantasy season which is what we all want to do so um, yep. that's fantasygo.com fantasygo.com for the like john mentioned if you are on either side of that if you're a super serious fantasy football player that uh, is looking for a second opinion or who to start they got you covered in that regard, or if on the other side, you're super serious and you want to potentially make some money and, and have people that you can provide advice to, you should definitely check them out and, and sign up as an analyst or taking registrations now for the season. So fantasygo.com. I like it. All right, Brito, let's jump back into your running back tiers. And it seems like the further we go, the larger these tiers get. And yes. we are now in tier three. So, which isn't always the case, but it did. Uh, it definitely tier three is my biggest tier amongst running backs. And tier I love three. this group. Like, yeah. if you are, depending on where you pick, um, and let's just say a wide receiver falls to in round one, so you take, you know, Devontae Adams, and then Odell Beckham staring you at the second round, and you're just like, I can't pass up on this guy. You're going to land one of these studs in the third round some of these in the fourth round right uh, no problem all these guys could potentially end up being rb1s or top five running backs and, and that's the thing these are guys where you can find a way for them to finish in the top five uh, it might not be as guaranteed but you can look at somebody like damian williams who is number mm -hmm. 10 he's at the top of your tier if damian williams is a starter for the chiefs and the number one offense in the nfl right rest assured this guy is going to finish. Yeah, yeah, he's top five. So the only the only concern here is whether or not he keeps a job all season. The only competition there, and I shouldn't say only because I think he's still a competent NFL running back, is Carlos Hyde. Um, outside of that, I don't think there's too much in the ways of competition. Um, do you, Do you disagree there? No, but I could see. You know, the, the rumors around LaShawn McCoy maybe not making the initial roster uh, make a lot of sense for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, if he gets cut or somebody else, you know, I'm just using LaShawn McCoy as an example. Right. I could see Andy Reid picking him up. And if LaShawn McCoy or another pass-catching running back was made available, let's say Matt Breida, um, something let's like that. Let's say they do something crazy and go out and trade for Melvin Gordon who wants to be traded. Right. Right. then Damian Williams is going to be worth absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that's the only real concern. And um, luckily, we're still in July, so maybe you uh, have not drafted yet, and there's not a lot of impact. But if training camp's over and you start the preseason and Damian Williams is still your starter, I think he's going to be your starter all season long. Yep. Um, and oh. so I think this is the only time where that might change, and nothing has changed yet. Um, I don't even believe that Damon Williams is an uber talent. I think he is Absolutely. an average NFL running back. You're a Miami fan. You saw average for a very long time. Yeah, but um, how much of that is Damian Williams and how much is that is, is Miami? And, and, and this goes to show you, like, an NFL running back on a terrible Adam Gase offense, one of the worst coaches in the NFL, possibly history of the NFL, you take okay. him and then put him on a running back friendly offense with Andy Reid. Tony Reed. Sperano wants a wants a word with you dude i think adam gase I, i'm writing an article right now uh ranking all 32 nfl head coaches and i'm letting you know adam gase is 32 for me oh wow he's not top five best. no no he's can not you give me the top five. five real quick just list them yeah i got it right here let me open start that at five though because i don't like how you do it oh, that's so weird to me it's okay, a here countdown we go. do you remember trl on mtv yes i do yes, yeah I do. you count down from 10 to 1 but we do top five so shout out to carson daly um Number five, I got Doug Peterson. Absolutely love this guy. I know he hasn't been around long, but I got him at five. Pete Carroll, four. Um, he has been – I hate the Seahawks with a passion. I hate Pete Carroll with a passion, but he love has done a hell of a job. Sean Payton, number three. I got Sean McVay, number two, actually. 
coach of the year in his rookie year, takes his team to the Super Bowl, and the fact that he took over a shitty team under Jeff Fisher with pretty much the same roster and like has it. transformed that. And then number one, That's Bill Belichick, cool. number one. I don't think he's close. I love your top three. I think it's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I feel good about myself now. That is uh, really good. All right. We got to do one uh, for – okay. Anyways, top five is really easily distracting to me. I, <laughs> we shouldn't do this. Holy crap. I love ranking things. <laughs> Fuck, is that why we have a podcast? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I just want to rank things. Top five <laughs> eat sleep fantasy hosts. Don't go. Oh. Don't do that. Don't do it. Go back to number five. Back. Do you remember when we had Richard? No. I don't. He was one of the first people. No, okay. He are he's on the list. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> Dick. Number four. Remember when we had Armando? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Armando. We My Jesus-looking friend. All right. Is it fair to put myself at number one? Anyways. <clears throat> Yeah, so this tier of running backs, I do not blame you if you want to. I like, From number 10 to number 18, I have Damian Williams 10, and I got 18 Marlon Mack. But if you told me, hey, I got Marlon Mack at 10, I do not blame you for it because that's perfectly fine to me if you want to take Marlon Mack over Damian Williams. This is so, the way I've outlined it, but I think these guys are all pretty even in what they will be at the end of the season, and they all have – equal opportunity to be an rb1 for the most part so let me ask you this the biggest discrepancy in your list is joe mixon you have joe mixon number 12 in tier three a lot of people would have joe mixon top eight and in tier two so explain to me why mixon is where he is i this is close to where i have him as well but i get the most hate on my rankings when it comes to joe mixon Okay, this is really simple. Where did Joe Mixon finish last year? It's mm. a good question. I can tell you. I he finished you. number 10. He finished number 10. Played 14 games. Do you feel like that offense has made a step forward? No, they just lost their number one exactly. <laughs> first-round pick, Jonah Williams, for the year. So why are people moving him into the top 10? My guess is, you know, they're getting the new head coach, Zach Stacy, that's bringing over the Kyle Shanahan slash McVay system. Um, right. Which there isn't. Is, go ahead. I, I gotta say this point. I just have to get this off my chest. Sometimes people see a progression from year one to year two, or, it, or whatever. Some pe- sometimes people see good stats and automatically assume progression to the next year. I don't think that's gonna happen with Joe Mixon. I think what you saw last year is what you will see again this year. What about with AJ Green returning? Takes a man out of the box, probably. Right? No. <sighs> I, I yeah. don't disagree with you. I'm just putting these out there. These are not my opinions. These are just. But uh, you can all you can always flip that argument the other way. Okay, so AJ Green will demand more attention than Joe Mixon did last year. So, so his volume of, goes down. Yeah. So I you know that's a that's a pros and cons. Maybe the offense is better now with AJ Green, so now they have more um, red zone attempts. So there's there's. You can shift those arguments either way you want to. I just don't see enough to really move him from where he was last year. So a 10 to 14-ish running back. A top-end RB2. Okay. So here, here's the next question. I'm going to finish out your Tier 3, and then I'm going to think I'm going to cause a problem here. Uh, so you have Damian Williams, Nick Chubb, Joe like Mixon 12, Dalvin Cook 13, Fournette 14, Aaron Jones, Devontae Freeman 16, Derek Henry, 17, then Marlon Mack, 18. Now, here's my next question. What the hell is the difference between your Tier 3 guys that I just mentioned and Tier 4 guys? Because they seem pretty similar to me. Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, Carrion Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. How did you – help me understand the bifurcation, the difference between these two groups. I think there's more question marks with Tier 4 and there's more upside with tier three. Oh, so that's why he's Brito. That's why he's Brito. I don't think Mark Ingram can finish as a top five running back. But hmm. I do feel like Damian Williams could, Dalvin Cook could, Lavender Fournette could. So I think that's the difference between my tier three and tier four. When we post this episode, by the way, I'm going to post um, 
a screenshot of my tears so you can actively follow along. Cause I feel are you like crying? What? Are you crying? I do need to uh, drink something because my throat is dry. You didn't. You didn't get my dad joke. Oh, the tears. Fuck. Yes. I thought you were making a joke yes. about my voice because it sounds. I'm just gonna clear my throat into the <laughs> microphone since you're being an asshole. <laughs> <coughs> I'll say that I don't know if you saw this morning. Uh, Sleeper, the Sleeper Wire app, tweeted out a uh, draft. It was a money league. Sleeper. Somebody Sleeper. drafted Mark Ingram number four overall in a startup money league um, this morning. So uh, there's that. Yes. I like Mark Ingram quite a bit because that offense will run the ball quite a bit. But he's an RB two for me, which I th- I think is saying a lot. Uh, compared to consensus but i i think he is a a safe floor guy not high upside guy gotcha um and there's still some question marks there so uh, you know it's it's not a given that he's going to be uh, even really good this season so again i i think you can kind of see some of these subtle differences between tier three and tier four but i think the biggest one is the upside right I'm not shocked if Damian Williams finishes as RB3, but I think I am shocked if um, Josh Jacobs does. Gotcha. Yeah. I like it. All right, here we go. Are you ready? You you don't know this one's coming. Top five movie candies. Oh, man. I got to write this out. Top five. Like I go to the movies and I'm buying candy? This is a you can buy this at a movie theater. And it has to be candy. So we're not talking like popcorn or nachos. Like it has to be candy, candy. Okay. I just want to say if you have Twizzlers or Mike and Ike's on your list, stop listening to our fucking podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I believe in that. I hate those damn. Oh, I hate that stuff. Um, oh, man. All right. I'm going to go number five. I'm going to go with Whoppers. Mm, interesting. I like both kinds of Whoppers. There's more than one kind? Yeah, like Burger King Whoppers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like both kinds of Whoppers. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with the uh, Milk Duds. I think they're just, uh, they're just okay. You're 50 years old. Um, Is Milk Duds what I'm thinking they are? Or is that, <laughs> they're the uh, ones that get stuck in your teeth. That's a oh, Milk man. Dud. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I got Whoppers are the here. ones that you bite and you think your head's covered. I like chocolate. Okay, no, goobers. That's what they are. Goobers. That's peanuts. Chocolate covered okay, peanuts. There you go. Four is goobers. My bad. Okay. Better. So three, uh, four is five is whoppers. Four is goobers. Sorry, I didn't know the name. Um, three. I think I want to go candy-ish. I'll go Sour Patch Kids at three. Legit, I used to eat those. Once the seasoning was gone, I'd throw them away. People love snow caps. I'm gonna put them in my honorable mention um, because they're really hit and miss. I gotta be in the mood for them. <laughs> you, do you disagree, or is that like spot on? I like snow co- snow caps if they've been refrigerated. <laughs> you like snow, snow cocks? What? Yeah, I like snow. I like it. It's got white on the outside. Um, if they've been in the refrigerator, I like cold chocolate. I don't like melty chocolate. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, number two, I'm just going to go generic, uh, brand candy. So you can either go Reese's Pieces or M&M's. No, you Um, can't do that. Like pick one. You gotta pick one. I'm going to go M&M's. Especially. That's wrong. That's wrong. Should have been Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces is my number one. So. Okay. No, my number one. And it's almost always what I'll get at the movie theater. Bunch of crunch. Legit. Oh, fuck. No. Two is Raisinets. Sorry. Oh, Two my is gosh. If you have a list of movie, you might as well said Werther's original. You no, are a retired grandpa. Love, Do you have dentures? I love Raisinets. Put it on the – I'm putting a fucking poll right now. Are Raisinets good? That's all no, it's going to say. No, they're not. In the words of Stewie from Family Guy, oh, that's what I want with dessert. Fruit. It, you don't like Raisinets, man? No. All right, let's re- uh, recap that list real quick. That's a lot of chocolate on this list. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> like, it's all chocolate. What did I say was five? Cookie dough? No. You, never... <laughs> you said Whoppers. Fuck, I, I totally forgot about... No, Whoppers deserves to be in my top five. I like Whoppers. I'm all right Whoppers, Goobers, 
What was Gosh. three? Sour Patch. Yep. Then you said then M&M's. Then Raisinets, then Bunch Crunch. What type of M&M's? Oh, oh you kicked have, M&M's dude, off? Okay. Yeah, I kicked the M&M's off for Raisinets because I forgot about Raisinets. You suck, man. I'm a peanut butter guy. Raisinets might be not number one, but like Jesus a lot of times at the movie all theater, all you're it's doing like, is destroying all credibility and rankings for yourself dude, right now. Raisinets, just go try them again. Just try them. No, my wife. Raisinets eats them. are top five okay. candies. Period. No, they're top not. five chocolates. Period. Oh, gosh, Junior Mints wasn't even on your list. Oh, really? I love Junior Mints. Love them. Okay, we're just gonna do a poll, or we're gonna redo this poll. What's better, Junior Mints or Raisinets? That's going to be our most lopsided poll ever. Okay, I'm put. All right, I think you're wrong. I think you're Bunch wrong. Crunch definitely deserves to be number one. By the way, that's a minority that, one, man. Not a lot huh? of people are into Bunch of Crunch. No. Nah. nah. Is it because I like rice? Because I'm Hispanic. There's what? Oh, yeah, it's a rice crunch. I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> you threw me for a loop there. All right, that's let's the, jump that's back the, to... Uh, that's what's in in Nestle Crunch, man. Yeah, it's I rice. It. It's I crispy rice. I was rice. a little slow. I was a little slow. Um, that's okay. Now, let's jump in. This is our last little segment on your running backs before we head out for the day. After you get past Tier 4, your RB1s and 2s are done. What is it that you are looking for when you get into these middle rounds? Because these are guys that are going in that fifth, sixth, seventh round. Are you looking for stability? Are you Two, looking yes. for upside? Where is it and what's your kind of idea? And walk us through your guys. That is the interesting thing you'll see about these groups is that you'll have a lot of upside plays right next to a lot of they're going to get me steady eddy points but never be amazing. So it really depends on roster construction, right? If I need a high upside flex play because I'm super comfortable with my RB1 and 2 already, then I might go, you know, high upside and take a guy uh, like Tariq Cohen in a PPR league that's just, you know, could be amazing um, with another year of, of Mitch Tr- Mitchell, sorry, say his name properly now, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, it, it, or if do I want steady Eddie points? The opposite. Do I just want somebody that's going to uh, be productive but never wow me like Lamar Miller? Um, we got Lamar Miller in our mock draft that we did on our last pod because I think we just wanted a solid flex play that we could plug and play as our second flex. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to stop you. You're making a great point. I'm looking over our staff rankings right now. And Armando's name is next to yours. Mm-hmm. He has Ronald Jones as the number seven running back right now. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I got Ronald Jones 39. Yeah, and I think that's legit. Uh, I think he's going to have a great opportunity. But this is what makes Armando so special is that he'll find a couple guys that he is higher on than everybody else, and he just swings for the damn fences. Um, and he did that. I remember he did that a few years ago with Melvin Gordon, and he hasn't looked back since. Yeah. He's that way with Kenyon Drake, too. He has him number 13 running back. Um, he was real big on on Johnson last year. Like He picks these guys, and that's the thing. So it, you know, whenever we go through these rankings, here's the thing. You need to use rankings, especially tiered rankings, to help you get guys in the ballpark of where you can select them. But when you're on the clock, you got to get your guys. Now, is it smart to take you know Mark Ingram? number seven overall or four overall, or is it smart to take Ronald Jones in the second round? Hell no. If you want to bump these guys up, let's say you're a Lamar Miller fan, um, which you're probably his mother because I think that's about it. Um, Let's say you're a Lamar Miller. you love Lamar Miller? I I like him where he's going now. You have him number 26 overall. I'm okay with that. But if you want him, you don't have to take him in the third round. You can take him in the fifth round. Take him one round early, not two to three rounds early is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so let me just, I'm going to quickly pull up Lamar Miller just to give you an example of what John's saying because I think this is a very valid point. So Lamar Miller right now is ranked RB27. His ADP is RB31, okay? 
let's say you loved Lamar Miller and believe he's going to be a top 12 running back. You don't take him as a top 12 running back. However, there's no shame in reaching for the guy that you want. So if he's there and 20 running backs are off the board, don't hesitate if you don't think he's going to come back to you to take. Lamar Miller is a really shitty example for this. Well, but, he's going in the sixth round. He's going in right. the middle of the sixth round. So don't hesitate to take Lamar Miller in the in round five, and 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 say and get the guy that you want. Right. Yeah. This this argument can be plug any name in. It can be David Montgomery. You believe that the rookie is going to come in and be a top twelve running back. Get your guy. Don't wait till round six. Get him in round five. Get him at the end of round four. That's fine. You don't take him in round two, though. Right. Because then you've eliminated all potential value that you would get if you're drafting at his ceiling. And if you are able to, and if it does come to you and it is round six, boom, you've gotten the guy you wanted that you believe is going to be a top two round guy at his ADP, then you've gotten an extreme value. So definitely write out, circle, have your tiers ready, circle the guys that you believe will exceed those draft values, and those are guys that you could potentially reach for. Um, maybe, you know, put a little mark for guys that, you know, that's your tier, but you want you would only get them if you have to wait for them, or if they fall, I mean. Um, so, you know, outline this because drafting with tiers and drafting and reaching – uh, needs to be done carefully. This is all a numbers game. People. I like it. I like it. All right, Brito, do you have anything else about your tiers you want to jump into? Uh, I want to do one more top five before we say goodbye, um, but I, I don't want to cut you off if you've I'm got any I'm a little shook after the candy one, man. I'm. You bombed that biz. I really feel like Raisinets are good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. If you gave me Raisinets and Bunch of Crunch, I'd be happy. I'm with you on Bunch of Crunch. I'd never pick it, but uh, Reese's it's Pieces It's not in is top five? Uh, no. Here's my thing about Reese's Pieces. I like Reese's Pieces, but I get satiated off them really quickly. No way, man. So I can only have like a handful, and I like chocolate, so that's saying a lot. Step up your game. And, I mean, if you go M&M's, you want to talk about peanut butter M&M's? I'm a Dude. peanut butter guy, man. Legit. Okay. I made this statement. I'm probably one of the fattest things I've ever said, but I made this statement out loud at my business on Friday. I was like, guys, listen up. M&M's minis are better than all other M&M's. No. Quote me. M&M's minis. Oh my goodness. I had a child eating M&M's minis. He gave me some of the M&M's minis, and I forgot <laughs> how good M&M's minis are because I wanted to steal them from the child. They're amazing. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's move on. Here we go. We are Eat Sleep Fantasy, so let's do one more eat category. Top five with Christian Burrito. Top five snacks. Okay, so are we going like super general, like chips? Sure. Um, you, the more specific, the better for the listening audience, just because you can piss more people off that way is what I would say. Okay, okay. Number five. Uh, uh, sour cream and cheddar ruffles with ridges oh, chips. Might be number one on my list, to be honest with you, brother. Um, Solid start. Yeah, I'm going to go with two chips to start the list. Number four, any kettle cooked salt and vinegar oh, chip. I'm out on that biz. Wow. Why are you like this, man? Why can't you just let me have a list? I just told you it was amazing. I have to give commentary. It's what I do. Um, number three, any of those little boxes of candy that you should get at the movie theater because now it's in my head. <laughs> but you find it like Walgreens, three for three dollars. You know what oh, I'm fucking talking about? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So... <laughs> let's say you're really craving bunch of crunch but you're not going to the movie theaters you get it from there you just kind of couple that that's an awesome snack love it all right um number two does does ice cream count as a snack for my I'm wife fat. it does okay and then number one um just because i i you're gonna hate me yep it's it should be a meal 
but it's a snack. Three minutes in and out, you just heat it up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think you're describing my sex life right now. Okay, no. Uh, Easy Mac. Oh, yeah, never never made it. You'd never had Easy Mac? My son, my youngest son makes macaroni like every other day. But, okay, uh, I'm no. going to, uh, did I skip a number? No, that was all five. Uh, bowl of cereal is probably my favorite snack, though. True. Like, it, like, it doesn't matter what cereal. Like, if I'm hungry, but I don't want to make a meal, I'm going, like, my default is bowl of cereal. Yep. It doesn't matter the brand. It could be fucking cornflakes. Bowl of cereal is my number one. All right, I'm going to do mine. Easy Mac 2, chips are five. Uh, ice cream is in there just because I think it just complements everything. You All right. I'm going to do mine just because I, I you made me think about this. And I'm going to go opposite. I'm going number one first. Number one, bowl of cereal. Number two, edamame. I freaking love edamame, dude. Three, cheese stick. Four, uh, sour cream and onion ruffles with the ridges. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And number five, uh, dark chocolate peanuts with the sea salt from Trader Joe's. That is, or almonds, sorry, dark chocolate almonds. That is, yeah. What's the brand? It's Trader Joe's. I don't know. It's okay. All right. Trader Joe's is kind of far for me, so I never go. I've never, I never go. My wife goes and brings them back, and then I eat them all. Must so, be nice. Yeah. I like it. Man, this has been a lot of fun, Brito. I, I feel like I'm I judging know you, you for better, edamame, and I like you less. definitely not a snack. That's like an appetizer Dude, when you're I eat, waiting. No, no, no. I eat a whole a, fucking bag of edamame by itself. I love it. No, dude. Edamame is something they bring you before your meal at a place, like at a uh, Japanese barbecue type of thing, yeah. Korean barbecue place. Um, dude, I go to Target, that you pick I buy at, like you're six not... bags of that stuff, mm. and I freaking, yeah, in one sitting. It's fine, it. but it, I think it's the most questionable thing on your list. It's definitely worse than Raisinets. That's, uh, you can't go snacks versus candy. That's not fair. Well, I put the i put candy on my list it was <laughs> i did too you're fine <laughs> <laughs> all right man well brito this has been awesome i appreciate it we will be back uh to talk through more of brito's rankings because he's probably better at it than the rest of us and he puts the most time into it as at well. least armando uh hmm. armando is the hey. raisinets of this podcast I'm it's just I'm just going based off of history. Um, <laughs> I've been ranking for three years. Um, I've been in the top third all three years, um, you know, in the 40s, in the in the 20s and one top 10 uh, season for the three years that I've been doing this. So I'm, I'm pretty decent at it. I'd say uh, definitely, uh, you know, something that I do like to focus on. So. You know, you're not going to do poorly if you follow my rankings. I do think that would be a good ESF slogan. Oh, we're pretty decent at this. That's my life motto. Yeah. You don't got to be great. You just got to be decent. All right. And try harder. I am John Chapman, and the other handsome fellow on the end of the line is Christian Brito. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at EatSleepFF, and head over to EatSleepFantasy.com if you need anything. And that's going to do it for us. We're done. Bye. EatSleepFantasy.com is a website. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, sleep, fantasy.